0: Welcome to the Onyx CX Verse podcast. In this series, we are exploring everything related to customer experience.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Eric from Cloudonix. Today, I'm joined with Ashwin Shander from Phone AI, here to tell us uh, a bit about how to use AI bots to en- enhance your customer experience. Oh, uh, hi, Ashwin. How are you doing? Yeah. Hi, Eric. I'm doing great. How about you? So far, so good. Tell me a bit about Phone AI.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the podcast. Uh, So very glad to join in this podcast. So Phone AI is basically no-code, low-code AI platform for automating telephone calls. So it enhances uh, a lot of customer experience, customer interaction through the next level AI-based speech processing IVR bots. So these AI bots can really uh, help businesses and also in the agent's life and also the user's life uh, by automating a lot of mundane tasks and also enhancing the experience by multifold. So typically speaking, we were in the era of IVR button presses. But that is slowly fading away and it's being uh, slowly replaced by AI bots because AI bots has a lot of menu option, can work seamlessly and basically speaking over to something, some machine is the way to go forward. Everything has become voice first kind of an experience and telephony companies, wide companies, phone companies, businesses, everything should adapt to these voice first culture if they want to survive in the tide of innovation.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. As much as the idea of chat and texting taking off, we're still seeing an awful lot of things come back to voice and people are more comfortable, especially when they're driving or other things to use voice. So an AI chatbot that does voice makes a lot of sense.
0: Yes, it makes a lot more sense with the uh, IVR as well. So the small difference between voice bots and call bots is that you seamlessly talk with some bot, which is in an embedded application kind of a thing, that is a voice bot. But whereas when you dial up a number or you get a call from a phone number and you're able to speak with a bot over a telephone, even without an internet connection or smart devices like Alexa or, uh, a smartphone, then that is a call bot. So a call bot is more uh, accessible and a call bot can make a lot more sense if you really want to engage people who who are, uh, who could not be cached by email or through texting. So calls make a lot of uh, portion and it reminds your customers that something is very important. At the same time, having a IVR bot Makes the experience more personal, humanly, and uh, innovative, and puts your a company more uh, likable and sophisticated. Makes
1: sense. Now, I saw something just today where they're now trying to make robots and AIs laugh in a more human manner. Do you see that becoming something relevant for these kinds of voice bots?
0: Yeah, I do get that point. So having a human touch to voice bots, having a a human avatar and speaking like a human being can actually enhance the customer experience by a lot more times. Even when a bot is saying, hey, my name is this bot, or my name is, let's say, Diana, or my name is uh, FAQ bot, it increases customer experience rather than just saying, hey, I'm a bot kind of a thing. So giving, a human uh, form to an artificial intelligence actually enhances the customer experience and it, what to say, it reduces the gap between the human to machine interaction. So humans were very typically conversing with humans over the phone for a lot of decades. But now when they uh, sort of try to converse with bots, we need to bridge the gap between human 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 interaction versus human bot interaction. So, like, there's a lot of advancement in making the wise bots happier, more human, like a whisper, as you said, having a laugh that is more like a human being and having a need by which it can introduce itself and, and also a kind of uh, intelligence where it can answer some basic questions or Uh, respond back to some kind of compliments and comments like if someone says hey uh how are you doing today or and it responds back yeah it's great how about you so these kinds of short talks actually increases the customer experience rather than just going in saying hey i'm calling something uh can i get the job done so instead someone is saying hey your laugh is nice your voice is nice wow, you're so cool. And it says, thank you. Or uh, it responds back and it is able to perform a short talk. That short talk makes it more human. So that's what we focus on. Like we focus on uh, giving our bots a short talk, giving our bots a name, giving our bots typically sounding near to that of a human being.
1: Makes sense. The, the more it feels like the person, the more people are going to respond appropriately to it.
0: And also there is an option where you can pretty much record uh, a human being's voice and you can play it over. Like uh, it it doesn't necessarily need to be always an AI generated voice. Sometimes you just record your voice in an MP3 format or a WAV format and you just uh, upload it and configure the bar in such a manner that it responds to it. It plays over that audio file over there in the call.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. We did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Allison, who did all of the recordings for uh, Asterix and various other uh, call centers and IVRs. So, yeah, those kinds of voices or people can easily have their voices recorded and adapted. Uh, She actually gave a case where she was talking to a really bad IV that was used, generated using her voice and ended up arguing with herself. So So, it it can get very interesting that way.
0: So uh, one thing that we need to always keep in mind while configuring these AI bots is that it enables the human beings to pick up the calls, but it does not uh, replace the whole of humanity. A lot of people are uh, sometimes skeptical or even paranoid that the human workforce may disappear with the rise of AI bots. So that that is not how we approach the problem. So we aid human beings, we aid agents in helping them solve customer queries. And also that uh, one of the, the big things that this IV, uh, the our AI systems uh, put place, is that whenever it is not able to understand, or whenever it can sense the customer's irritability, or now, as you said, it can sense that the customer is not uh, happy with the infraction. It has an option to light transfer the call to an agent. So that should be done uh, pretty much in all the bot systems. It should be able to understand and it should be able to sort of uh, fall back, understand the fallback and connect with a live agent in case of something something happens that the customer is unhappy about.
1: That makes a lot of sense, yes. Our experience is, is that you get 75, 80% that the bot can handle and eventually it's speak to agent. And a lot of these IVRs or other systems are poorly configured for that. Absolutely. Like
0: and, and also that uh, one another thing that I would like to mention about phone AI is that the the speciality is phone AI is more of an agnostic platform. It can integrate with uh, any PBX and any dialer solutions through SIP and through REST APIs. So we we always focus our aim towards ease of integration and ease of use, okay? So it, it does not have any restrictions like uh, when we were discussing last time, like it can integrate seamlessly with even Cloud Onyx and uh, Cloud Onyx users can use VoIP and their CPaaS from Cloud Online, and whenever they need the help of AI bots, they can pretty much configure the bots in the console and uh, they can use AI with their, your solutions as well.
1: Yes, the, the, the interoperability and the ability to do that will definitely help because these days interconnect is more important than creating uh, little private closed gardens that don't work with anybody else. So that's part of our philosophy. So I, I have to agree with that. Uh, I'd like to take a step back for a second. You had said something about people being afraid about AI and AI bots taking jobs away from people.
0: Yeah, now, so, yeah, please go on.
1: So I know that for more than 30 years, they've been trying to properly staff call centers and th- the AI seem to be taking the jobs that are hardest to fill or hardest to keep filled more than replacing long-term positions does that make sense
0: so uh in my opinion ai is more of an enabler like we should not fear ai but we should embrace ai uh in such a manner that it actually helps the agents workforce okay so uh, a lot of times uh what happens is the l2 team and l3 team l1 team counts for all the basic inquiries and l2 team is slightly handles more complicated and L3 is more like a manager or the supervisor who will be able to handle very tough queries or handle very unirrigating customer kind of a thing. So our bots, what it can does is that it can help you reduce the L1 force and to an extent the L2 force, but the L2 force and the L3 force remains unchanged. Okay, so AI has not uh, gone to such an extent to replace the L3 or uh, a customer who is very much uh, sort of definitely wanting to talk with the supervisor. A lot of times, sometimes people don't even want to talk with an agent. They want to talk with a manager or someone in the senior position to discuss something very critical or something that made them very annoyed. So in that manner, uh, the L3 and L2 is here to stay and the L1 team can obviously be automated to bots. So even then, we cannot say that it's eating away the workforce, but I would definitely say it is helping the agent's productivity.
1: Makes sense, because it, it can handle those 60 or 70% repetitive tasks and let the people actually handle the, the more difficult ones rather than the stuff that, has, that can be done automated.
0: Absolutely. And also that uh, one major point that I wanted to say is It is flexible. Flexible in sense, you have some orders or you're in some festive season and there's a lot of customer inquiries coming over. And in another season or in the regular season, you don't have that much of customer inquiries incoming. So just imagine you cannot hire agents for just two weeks or for one week kind of a thing. Okay, so in that manner, what we can do is like these baths can actually help by automating the uh, basic inquiry part, such that you are able to serve your uh, customers better, even during spikes of traffic.
1: So you're using them to supplement the staff rather than replace the staff.
0: Absolutely, supplement and also augment the staff. Like as I said, you cannot go and hire a resource for a week or two in a festive season, or you know, like you need to call them up for, like let's say. Uh, you have a Black Friday or a Christmas and you want to sell a lot of stuff or a lot of customer inquiries are coming. in those in those cases, these kinds of digital bots can supplement the or help you augment the uh, workforce and it can scale up, scale down uh, based on your uh, scalability, based on your
1: based on the business's load workload. Based on the requirements effectively. yeah, okay. Now, early on, you had mentioned most of the the use cases we're talking about are inbound chatbots, people calling into a call center or whatever, getting an IVR, getting a a chatbot system to talk to, but you had mentioned the possibility of outbound, robots calling people to get things. And I'm assuming that's more, since this is election season, all, all sorts of places, this is more than the please vote for my candidate robocall kind of things that you had in mind.
0: So, uh, typically speaking, the major uh, point here in the robocall aspect is uh, as long as it is very human and it asks for your uh, decision, the robocall seems less like a robocall and more like an automated call. So, for collections or for lead generation, a lot of times people used to call them and They used to listen, hey, is this Eric? And it listens to you, okay? Rather than just saying, hey, Eric, uh, you need to pay this or you need to pay that kind of thing. For instance, like in the collection industry, you need to sort of verify the debtor before you start asking them for debt, right? So you cannot Mm -hmm. just call up someone and uh, say, hey, you owe me uh, $1,000 or something. Then that would be very bad or that's not allowed. So you need to verify someone hey, is it the right person? Is it the or uh, Is it the person who owes to whom I'm speaking with? Okay. In those conditions, authenticating with the SSN or uh, checking whether they are the right lead or uh, qualifying them can be done pretty much by AI bots. Okay. So if they express an interest in buying your offerings or taking an insurance or sort of, having an interest to donate, or he's the right debtor, then it may be connected with a live agent. That solves agent's life as well, because a lot of times people just call up and uh, these people just hung up, hang up the call uh, when they hear if it's a call from debtor or, or a donation
1: call kind of thing.
0: So right. in, the, in that way, it saves a lot of uh, more
1: than time and money, it saves you the agent from frustration. Makes sense. Now back in 2018 google went and made a very badly done demo of their google assistant calling to make hair appointments do you see this kind of technology these kinds of bots getting sophisticated enough to do that without doing what google did which was effectively fake it
0: so typically speaking these voice bots from what i see is they have their own fields where they are strong and this is not an universal product. So it should not be applied universally. For instance, like if, they, if you want to book up an appointment with a salon, okay? The best thing is like the intuitive thing a lot of people does is they just pick up their phone. They see, they search for it in the Google and they click and there, there are options to book an appointment in the Google seamlessly itself. Why should they call, they talk with a bard and try to fix up an appointment? So a lot of times uh, people sort of, they are not so technologi- technologically educated enough to sort of enable or talk with a bot. The bot needs to be very seamless. And if it's being too much sophisticated or uh, what to say, like the AGI, artificial general intelligence is still not out there. Even Google doesn't have it.
1: Do you see it guiding there though? Okay? Do you see, Google tried it and as you say, they don't have it yet. Do you see this technology getting sophisticated enough that you can go, Siri, make me a hair appointment. Siri, make me a reservation for dinner for tonight at seven or something like that, where they're actually sophisticated enough to actually to do that kind of logic and extrapolation to make the call.
0: So uh, typically speaking, these tech giants like Siri or Google, they may be able to uh, run forward in the AGI space and maybe they might get sophisticated enough for to book an appointment. But the whole point is, how is it going to help the businesses? Like it can help the consumer, it can help the end customer. But if you see the Google Duplex, it's more like how it's going to save time for the business, how the business can get uh, or automate leads for their business is a question that they have not yet uh, expounded on.
1: Right, It's. More, I was thinking more of the case of Google is the business that is trying to enhance services for their customers, rather than for the business that's being called. But you're correct.
0: Yeah, they are, they are more towards <laughs> a consumer point and not towards a business point. A lot of times consumers don't just call up for uh, asking an appointment. They ask for different kinds of things, They ask whether it's negotiable, like even for the collection. No, okay,
1: no, no, that that wasn't where I was I I was going with this. My my question was then going to be: Can you actually see a point where Siri calls up a phone AI bot, and you have bot talking to bot?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do see it. Like a lot of times, bots can converse with bots, and it it's pretty much uh, doable. So if a bot is able to a bot and a bot interaction is more It's more uh, ease and it's more uh, cool because the bot knows what to talk and the bot knows what to respond. The bot does not ask like sometimes some spammers or something, they might be uh, able to ask something out of the field. But if it's a bot which is going to uh, ask some basic questions and questions which are more predictable, then I do see that bot-to-bot interactions will definitely
1: increase in the near future. Yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking, getting the Google bot to call and make a hairdresser appointment, getting the hairdressers bot going, I'd like an appointment, what time? The the logic of the conversation is, I won't say identical, but more predictable than other kinds of things would be. So I'm just kind of wondering, are we getting to the point where we'll get our our bots to talk to, I'll have my bot call your bot kind of future. Uh, Yeah,
0: so so, uh, it's more like an assistant Talking with another assistant, like uh, it just has the phone as a medium, just like how Alexa is requesting data from another system through APIs. These voice bots uh, can talk with each other through the medium of telephones. Yes, it would be very wonderful to actually see. And in the Google demo, it was like they, they were not to that point, but that point will definitely arrive
1: in the near future. I'm getting the feeling that that future is going to happen very much in my lifetime. So I'm kind of curious to see how it's gonna happen.
0: Absolutely, ab- absolutely. Like, uh, as of now, if you can see, phone AI is pretty much automating a lot of uh, appointments as well, and also for FAQs. So if a Siri is uh, trying to, but, but what happens is a lot of times that Siri trying to call businesses over the phone is not yet uh, much in place. The wise bots, the AI bots uh, for businesses is picking up, but uh, uh, the AI bots from the consumer end is not really uh, keen on having a phone call, rather it uh, thinks about making an API hits to aggregators.
1: Right, yes. Siri and Alexa don't like uh, making phone calls. Siri will turn around and, Use your cell phone's dialer to do one, but that's about as far as it can go. They're very limited to their functionality. As a guess, I'm thinking that it's kind of a chicken and egg. Once we've got enough phone AI-like services out there, then the consumer side will follow.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's kind of an economy of scale thing. Once you guys have enough of it out there that the technology is cheap enough to put into a smartphone or other things, things are going to get much more interesting. And for many people who don't like talking on the phone, I think that's going to be a huge lifesaver. Yes, I stand with your point on that. So, Okay, we're getting close to the end of time here. Uh, anything else you'd like to add?
0: So uh, typically speaking, phone AI is, as an AI bot, it can pretty much uh, understand uh, your, what they are trying to say. And we try to, uh, as I said, augment and enhance the customer experience, the agent's productivity and the business cost. And at the same time, phone AI is very much seamlessly integratable with any dialer or any PBX. So no businesses need to worry whether it can use phone AI or AI bots. Nowadays AI bots can be integrated seamlessly uh, and with very quick around time. You can uh, We already have a no code platform for building the bot and uh, it can be integrated in a matter of clicks. So in case anyone uh, wishes to use AI bots, they are free, free to try up phone AI. F-O-N-E dot AI.
1: Perfect. Thank you for joining me today and look forward to working with you in the future.
0: Yeah, sure thing, Eric. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Bye. We hope
1: you've enjoyed this edition of the CX-verse.
0: Please sign up to learn about future episodes. We are looking for feedback and new speakers, so please be in touch.